Welcome to the AP Podcast. Today we have Ron Rodriguez with us today. How's it going, Ron? Hey, Austin. It's going great. How are you today? Good, man. Good. Hey, I'm so excited to have you on the, the podcast today. You have a lot of great information I know um, my viewers are going to enjoy. So um, a little background on Ron. Ron's actually out in Florida. We connected through a, a coaching program. And he's doing really well for himself. He used to be a personal trainer, but now he's transitioned to his own business, his own online space. And so Ron's really been working with um, older demographic females. So, you know, like around 40, 30s, 40s and up, um, really getting into that. And so that is not necessarily my area of just expertise. Um, so I really want to have Ron on the show today, give some insight and uh, really help a lot of people that are viewing my stuff that are older women. How does that sound, Ron? Sounds great. Sounds great. Awesome, man. Well, hey, give us, a, give us a little background. Give us your story kind of coming into the fitness industry. So my story begins around the age of 40. I'm currently 47 years old. And so I got into fitness a little bit later than most people do. Um, at the time, I was working as a full-time musician, kind of leading a different lifestyle, staying out late, alcohol, that kind of thing, and playing music. Um, and so at that point, um, my wife, uh, we were having discussions about having a family. <clears throat> and I knew that um, you know, I couldn't continue that sort of work and that I had to get healthy. So I started to look around, and I had been working out in my uh, – you know, earlier in my life, and I knew that I could get back to it. So I started working out. And um, at the same time, we were marathoning the biggest loser show on Netflix. I'm sure you're familiar with that. Yeah. And that kind of got me inspired to not only get healthy and get fit um, so we could start a family, but also uh, gave me the idea of the possibility of uh, becoming a trainer and teaching and leading people in health and fitness. So that's kind of where I kicked it off. Um, you know, not, like I said, most people don't start at that late age, but I really felt like I could bring something different to the table as a trainer, um, and especially uh, uh, being able to relate to people sort of in their, their later years, um, and it's worked out quite well. Yeah, well, that's proof right there that uh, you can still start when you are 40 years old. There's never too late, right? That's, that's, that's correct, yeah, and I actually, not only did I um, – start working as a personal trainer, um, I also took up running, which doesn't make really a lot of sense either. Most people don't start running at 40 um, just because of the amount of impact and wear and tear on the body. But I started training um, for 5Ks and then moved into half marathons. And um, I've completed four marathons here in, in Jacksonville. So it's been, uh, it's been quite the adventure. It's been very cool. Awesome. Well, yeah, no, that's, that is kind of crazy, kind of counterintuitive. Usually people are uh, complaining about their joints and stuff, <laughs> but that's proof though, that maybe incorporating proper nutrition and exercise will definitely, I mean, you don't look like you're 47. So um, that's proof right there to, to really, you can start and it's never too late to start. But what I really want to get into is I've been getting a lot of applications um, with post-pregnant moms. Um, they're coming in, they're like, you know, it's been a couple of years now. Uh, I really want to lose the baby fat, <laughs> get back to uh, where I was before I was pregnant. Um, I'm sure that you probably deal with a lot of that. My question for you is, is how does that process go? Um, and what do you really 
recommend starting off with somebody that's trying to get back into it? Um, it, it obviously every situation is different. It, the ideal um, things that I kind of look at is or try to teach. You know, the sooner that you start before the baby shows up, the better off it's going to be. It's going to make the pregnancy easier, and it's going to make getting that baby weight off. So. If you start thinking about it before the baby shows up, you're probably going to put yourself in the best position is what I try to tell uh, each client. Now, um, some people, you know, for a variety of reasons, you know, um, they approach exercise while they're pregnant in a different way. Some people can do it. Some people can't. I've had people who have had to, uh, you know, stay uh stay lay off of exercise because of a pregnancy and i've had women who uh have worked up all the way until their you know until the final trimester uh mm -hmm. exercising so every woman is different um so you'll have to feel that out now the other side of that is the nutrition and probably the most important side of it is the nutrition what you're doing clearly when a woman is pregnant and i mean this is kind of weird two guys talking about pregnant women what they do. <laughs> it's not, doesn't seem right and uh you'll have to forgive us ladies um but uh the more that you can kind of stay within the confines of clean eating while you're pregnant the better off you're going to be on the other side of that pregnancy and i i totally get it hormones will make you do crazy things i get that and uh and so when i talk to women about um how they're eating while they're pregnant we leave room for that, 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 those cravings, those, those hormonal mm -hmm. uh, situations where you're reaching for comfort food, that kind of thing. But for the most part, if you can kind of stay within the realm of clean eating most of the time, you're pro probably, probably going to do all right. You're probably going to make the, the birth easier and you're going to make getting the weight off post-pregnancy uh, better. Yeah. No, I agree. And it's probably a mechanism of just accumulating all that fat and then having to take it off afterwards um, and just eating a bunch of calorically dense, you know, comfort foods like you're talking about. And, um, and I think a lot of females going into their pregnancy think that they need to eat like so much more than what is actually needed for their baby. Um, so then they, that's where they put on a lot of weight, but they don't understand that like what you're saying, like you don't need to do that. Yeah, and even more so, um, Austin, it's I, – I, I focus in on this one aspect. You know, when you're pregnant, um, you're, you're eating for two. Try not to use that as a license to steal. Like, I can just go nuts, which I – you know, I've seen it with women. They kind of default to that, well, I'm pregnant, so I can eat whatever I want. And if you want to make it easier on yourself after – the baby arrives, try to not lean on that as a reason why you can eat everything in sight. It's just, it, and it's easier said than done. And I totally get it ladies, but uh, I always try to kind of make my clients aware of that. Don't use it as a license to steal. Try to stay in control. There will be moments when you're not in control. That's okay. But for the most part, just try to stick to the plan as best as possible. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I honestly think if I, I, I can't think of it off the top of my head, but 
Um, I think the amount of calorie increase that's uh, demands for being pregnant, I only think it's between the range of like two to two, two to 500, I want to say in there, or maybe like 20% of your calories increased or somewhere in there. Um, don't quote me on that. But if you think about it like that, I mean, um, that's not that much, you know what I mean? So, uh, I think that you are totally hundred percent right that the comfort foods, like it's totally cool to have cravings and the hormone, the hormones are going to be crazy for you. And then how you affect the guy, <laughs> but you know, as long as you're willing to accept those parts and then kind of play the cycle, meaning like hit the highs and, and feel the lows, I think that you'll have the best outcome for after your pregnancy. So, um, so I guess, what do you, what do you recommend for after they have their child? Um, there's usually a period of recovery, uh, uh, after the birth. Um, but the sooner that you can start getting into, into some sort of fitness program or a regimen or some sort of consistent routine, the better off you're going to be, even if it's just, just some activity to start acclimating your body uh, as quickly as possible. Um, it's hard. Uh, Austin, do you, do you have kids? <laughs> nope. <laughs> no, I don't. Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. 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 So, so I, I have a three-year-old, um, and I remember those for that first year, there's just, when people say there's like no sleep, there literally is no sleep. So the motivation to work out is just gone, right? You, you you're especially for a woman this there's feeding every two hours every two hours the baby is crying um you know and your 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 main focus is to be sure that that baby is getting uh getting nutrients getting food on every two hours so you know the the, um (laughs) what's that i said you're scaring me away from having kids man (laughs) (laughs) yeah no it's know what you're signing up for man um but the, uh, the and so so the the prior the priorities uh, are, are you know are where they should be. The baby comes first, and then maybe exercise. But literally, the lack of sleep uh, and the motivation is not there. So they're, they're, every woman is going to be a little bit different. But the sooner you can get back into some sort of regimen, even if it's going for a walk, even if it's just getting outside, keeping it very simple. Um, the better off you're going to be, you're going to start, uh, you're going to start that recovery. And then also, you know, the nutrition, again, going back to it, right? If you were, if you were kind of staying within your plan prior to the pregnancy and then kind of staying within those guidelines during the pregnancy, as you come out of it, it's going to make it easier, right? It's going to be easier to get rid of an extra 35, 40 pounds than it is 75 pounds. True. True that hundred percent. Yeah. 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 People think that they can lose that 75 pounds in a couple months. And, uh, realistically it's another, it's going to be a whole nother year or more, two years, you know what I mean? To just, to to get the healthy weight loss and to maintain it afterwards. Um, I guess, what do you see, what do you, uh, you suggest, uh, for listeners right now who have kind of wanting to start, you're kind of lacking that motivation. Like you said, what have you used to help the motivation and accountability aspect of things. Um, there's so many different techniques and tools. Um, you you got to get with a person. You got to get with a either a, a, a friend, account, somebody who is a, you can be accountable to, somebody who is actually um, 
working towards a fitness goal so that you're motivated, get with them and be accountable to them or get with a trainer. It's just really, it's just kind of that simple. Le left to your own devices, you're just going to kind of meander and you're going to mm -hmm. kind of not get the results that you're looking for. The best way to accelerate your, your results is to get with somebody who you can be accountable to. And especially if they're a personal trainer or, or a fitness coach, that's really your best bet. Um, you can do it on your own, but you're going to take the long road. Um, and that's fine. Plenty of people have done it on their own. And if you're one of those types, you know, uh, more power to you. But really when, you know, I always tell clients, Hey, when you go to your, when you have a problem with your car, do you try to get underneath underneath it yourself and fix it, or do you take it to a professional like a mechanic? What about your taxes, right? Tax season is right now. You're going to sit through and do your own taxes, or are you going to have an accountant do it? Right? There are people are, are 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 experts in their field for a reason, and if you really are serious about getting results, lean on them uh, and their professionalism to help you accelerate your results. Yeah, no, I agree 100. percent Another thing is, uh, I see is. Uh, I actually will say the same thing because I will actually hire a coach if I'm trying to for like an athletic event or something like that that I'm going to be competing in. I obviously can do it myself to an extent, but to have that accountability and somebody there to just lay it out super simple and so I don't have to do any of the thinking but rather just be motivated from their presence um, I even hire a coach, even being the coach. So, um, with them, I think, you know, hundred percent hiring a coach or having a friend there that's worked out in the gym. Um, I think that's the number one thing. I don't know what you see, but the number one thing I see with females trying to get back into it, they tell me, yeah, I've been trying to go to the gym, but I just don't know what to do. And when I walk in the gym, uh, I don't know how to do any of the exercises. So I kind of just give up. And so um, that seems to be a big thing when I talk to older females. Um, and so what do, you, what do you say to that? How do you help them get into the gym, try to do some form of, say, resistance training or some form of circuit training or something they've never done before, but you're not actually there to help them as an online trainer? Huh, that's a great question. You're going to have to be super motivated to self-educate or get with, get with somebody who is familiar with, with training. I mean, it, that's really it. Uh, you either got to learn it on your own or you're going to have to learn it from somebody else. There's really only two options. Um, and, you know, the, I mean, the Internet is amazing. You can, you can, uh, you can find, you know, uh, strength workouts and, and programs online that you can custom – customize for yourself however you feel um but again you, if you want to accelerate and take time out of the equation get with a professional like a personal trainer or a fitness coach um that that's going to be ultimately your best bet but you can do it on your own mm -hmm. okay okay and so if you were to um invest yourself your time and your money say if you were a, an older female trying to get back into it how would you go about the process of selecting that person that fits you? Oh my gosh, that's a great question. 
personality is number one. You got to be compatible. You just have to be compatible with your coach. Otherwise it's not going to work. If you hate your coach, you're definitely not going to do what he says. You're just going to, you know, it just is pretty obvious. You're just going to, you know, have awful things to say about him underneath your breath and you're wasting your time and your money. So personality is number one. Uh, make sure that you're compatible in that sense. Number two, that you agree with their, uh, their strategy and their approach in terms and their philosophies actually in terms of training and nutrition and, and an overall program, make sure that you agree uh, with their approach. Um, and number, number three, right. Um, what you want to do is uh, you want to be consistent and adhere to that program that, that they're laying out for you. Uh, it only works if you work. I mean, it just, it just, that's the only way anything will ever work is if you work, you've got to put the time and you've got to stay committed to it. Um, and usually that is, if you take those three elements, you put them together, you can have a really powerful uh, relationship with a coach um, that can drive you and get you the results you're looking for. Mm -hmm. And one kind of point I want to kind of uh, take out of that, those three points that you just said, not one of them was you need to have a coach that is going to give you this uh, specific nutrition plan that's going to get you lose all this weight or this scientific backed, all this crazy things of these certain supplements that are going to get you to lose all that weight. Not one of those points was that. It's the actual personality, you know, holding accountable. The, the compatibility is one thing that um, I think that would benefit them the most rather than looking for the quickest quickest way to that weight loss or like the pill or the certain diet look for the person that cares about you right yeah no absolutely i agree with uh, agree 100 percent when i coach i try not to get too much into the sort of the nuance uh of details that maybe i would with a more advanced fitness person or, or, or like a colleague, like as a trainer to trainer, usually when it comes to people, um, you know, starting a process, it's really, it's really behavioral. It's really the behavioral part of the process. Can you do the things that you need to do when you don't feel like doing them? That's usually what it comes down to. When you can get yourself to do things that you don't really feel like doing, then you're going to really experience change. Anybody can work out when they're super motivated and they're getting results and they're like, I look fabulous. But what happens if you're not getting those results? Are you still going to stay with the process? Are you still going to be motivated? Are you going to still show up every day, giving your best in the gym and in your personal and professional life? Like those are the moments that really create change in a person's life that takes them from where they are to where they want to be. So, you know, there's a lot of information and misinformation out there, as you know, Austin. But when I work with clients, I really focus on what is it that you are doing now? What is it that you need to do to get your results? And then how do we change what you're doing so that we can get from point A to point B? And, and usually it just comes down to accountability, showing up and keeping them motivated. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, 100%. And I think that's in all aspects of, of any level of fitness, but most importantly with somebody just starting out. I don't, I mean, exactly what you said. It's not all about the certain exercise or the nutrition. It's about having the accountability and having them motivated when things aren't going well. Um, I guess one thing, what do you, what I use for, for them to try and keep time management and, and structure and 
motivation is to have them kind of structure out their day, kind of do like a, like a time schedule. Because a lot of people will say the, the thing is time, right? They'll say, oh, I don't have time. Um, but that's just an excuse that you can always make time, right? Uh, how do you go about that? How do you help them stay motivated in the sense of creating time? And uh, do you usually do you use any tools that, you know, you would share with us? Um, let's see. Huh? Time and tools so just generally speaking when i talk to clients i tell them if you can get your workout in early the earlier the better i know just even for myself the longer the day goes the more excuses stack up and uh i'm you know i'm human so i'm not perfect but yeah if i if i don't get my workout in in the first part of the day meaning 6 a.m to 12 p.m um, there's going to be a lot of excuses and then the percentage of me actually finishing a workout it goes down. So I always tell people, try to get it in in the first part of the day, right? Um, get it in before you uh, go to work. Ideally, if you can, get it, make it, make it part of your, your morning process where you get yourself ready uh, to start your day. That doesn't work for everybody. So when so from there we'll transition transition to well what's the most convenient time for you to do the workout and and then make that commitment. So for some people it might be the lunchtime workout. For some people it might be you know uh, the five p.m. workout after after work or six p.m. or what have you. Um, so you get you have to figure out what your what your schedule is and what's going to be most convenient to you. And then again just being accountable keeping your commitment, keeping your commitment to yourself, uh, as, as, as well, uh, to, to do those workouts. So as far as tools, I tell people to schedule their workouts like they would any other important appointment that they would keep with some sort of, you know, with a business associate or some important meeting, put that in your schedule. Um, when I work with clients online, I use a program called Trainerize where they, they have to check in to the workout, uh, and it shows up as accountability on the on the other side of the program where i can see what they've been doing and so you know they're they're accountable to me they're checking in i see that they've done something and uh that keeps them moving forward in the process um when i'm working with clients online i you know my communication with them is if, if it's not daily it's pretty much every other day because i want them to feel like i'm in i'm invested in what they're doing I'm there in their life even though I may not be there physically that I'm in there understanding what their situation is and um, you know what is challenging them on a day-to-day -day basis so my communication with them is is pretty open people have access to me pretty you know regularly um, which could be can be different for for each coach but yeah I want to make sure that my clients feel like I'm connected with them as we work together mm -hmm. yeah and that's what I've seen because I started out with athletes and a lot of a younger demographic athletic population. And then I've kind of transitioned to general weight loss with some older clients. And as I get into that, it's more of people wanting to get back into it. And it shifts from the science to the accountability por portion, right? And so I've noticed that my response and the amount of times I'm checking in with, with my clients has gone up. Not that it's a bad thing because I love checking in, you know, but, um, but yeah, so. I guess uh, what else I was going to ask you is um, nutrition. So with nutrition, a lot of people will come to me and say, 
hey, what do you think about this diet, right? Or I'm, gonna, I'm trying this right now, this keto diet, this Atkins diet, or this, this and that and other things, zero carb or whatever. Um, they'll come and they'll say, like, they think that that's the only way to get, to lose weight, right? How do you address and what do you suggest for people listening right now? Um, kind of give the basics of what you would recommend somebody, you know, just starting out. So I'll, I'll give you our, uh, our, our uh, nutritional philosophy. By the way, my program is called uh, Jack's VIP Transformations here in Jacksonville. So we're an online fitness program helping busy moms to become fit moms. So when we talk about nutrition, I actually spend 30 minutes with each lady and we talk about uh, the philosophies. Uh, we put together uh, sort of what I call a meal plan, even though as uh, because I am not a uh, certified nutritionist or registered dietitian, it's not technically a meal plan. Um, and I'll explain that a little bit. And then we also talk about um, sort of other aspects of nutrition uh, that will help you um, in your process, things like hydration. Like that is like, like one of the most important things. And people just overlook that because they're trying to understand the latest and greatest nutrition plan, you know, so on and so forth. So uh, a lot of times we just kind of overlook the simple things and never master the simple things. And then uh, that gets us kind of in a bind. So when I talk nutrition with, uh, with uh, our people, um, I, I talk about four points. The most important factor in a, an effective nutritional plan is adherence and consistency. Again, like we talked about, Austin, the behavioral part of it, no matter what your nutritional philosophy or approach is, whether it's keto, whether it's vegan, whether it's low carb, whatever, it doesn't matter. You have to be, uh, you have to adhere to it and you have to be consistent with it to get the results. Any of those plans will get you results because all it's doing is removing one aspect of food groups and creating a caloric deficit. That's really what is going to get you that result that you're looking for, that weight loss result. So it doesn't matter what the approach is. Um, it's the caloric deficit that's the most important. But if you're not adhering to it and not consistent, it won't work. So that's always the most important part. The second is understanding how much you should be eating based on uh, basal metabolic rate. Uh, 99.9% women that I work with don't eat enough. And that's a, that's a, a byproduct of the fitness culture and the deprivation mindset that it teaches. Just fewer and fewer and fewer and fewer calories. And the older a woman gets who's been hearing that message over and over and over again, the more it's ingrained in their mindset. And it's really, really difficult to undo that after so many decades of hearing that message. So helping them to understand that there is a level where they should be eating. And most of the time uh, they're in their life, they're eating way, way, way below that. And their body is storing fat and, and they're losing muscles. So making sure that we understand where we need to be eating um, calorically. And then the, important, the third is the importance of protein to build muscle. Um, especially for older people, older women who are losing, you know, who are losing uh, muscle mass or metabolic rate is slowing down. These kinds of things we want to focus on strength training and making sure we're focusing on building uh, our meals around protein and then fats and carbs to, to wrap it up. Awesome. Yeah, that was great. That was all great information. I agree hundred um, percent. That's, that's a really, yeah, good, great point. So um, I think that a lot of people are like, 
oh, okay, so I can do other diets and eat other foods now. It just de depends on the caloric deficit. And all that means, if somebody doesn't know what that means, all that means is you have to see a calorie is just a unit of energy. And, what, and your body is fueled on the energy, right? And so to be able to lose weight, we have to be in what's called a caloric deficit is what Ron said. So you have to be eating less calories than what it takes to maintain your body weight. So it's just kind of like simple math when you think about it like that, but there's a lot that goes into trying to calculate your basometabolic rate and your total energy expenditure for the day. Um, and that's where, you know, either looking up online and trying to research it yourself, but, or just having a personal trainer or an online coach really guide you through that. I think that will be very beneficial, but a lot of people, just like you said, a lot of females aren't eating enough. And so then, uh, it's ingrained in their heads. So I get a lot of, uh, initial lashback when I first start trying to recommend some some nutrition plans because they're like always thinking that less is more but less is not always more in this sense right so they're like I can eat this much I'm, I feel like I'm eating so much uh, and it's just good wholesome food that's you know nutrient nutrient dense rather than calorically dense so um, I think that people shouldn't be scared to eat they just need to just kind of keep track of you know, portion size. What do you think? What do you think that like a normal day, if, if they could set up something right now, you know, tell like the portion size protein in every meal. What do you suggest? Um, I, I'll, I'll answer it this way. When I sit down with, uh, with our clients, we, we, um, I actually start, I start building, uh, their, their quote unquote meal plan based around things that they already like. That's where I start because uh, I find that people will adhere to a plan um, more when they are eating foods that they just naturally enjoy and like, other th rather than put putting them into some sort of meal plan that just is coming from out of nowhere. And as soon as you hand them the paper, they recoil and their defenses go up and they're like, yeah, I'm not doing that. So I, I, I have a discussion about what foods do you like to eat that are nutrient dense, that will serve your body, that will give you energy and will give you fuel. And then we'll build your meals around those types of foods. Right. And then there's also an educational component too. Maybe there are things that you like that aren't serving you. Maybe there are things that you could like, but haven't been eating recently so maybe let's kind of bring that into the to the forefront and and put a focus on that whether it's for breakfast or one of the snacks or uh, you know uh, lunch or dinner but let's kind of like push that to the forefront so you're eating things that you enjoy you're going to adhere to this um better and uh and then you know you're gonna um you're gonna start to see the benefits of uh eating nutrient-dense whole food yeah yeah 100 percent. one other thing i was going to ask you um, and this is just what I've seen working with females of older age and maybe the hormonal panel has shifted. Um, and this might be still premenopause, this might be post, uh, kind of depends, but, um, I've seen that sometimes people will lose motivation and they'll have their calories in check and they still don't know what's going on. Um, and this is like way down the road. This is after you've checked off nutrition, exercise, you know, adherence for at least a prolonged period of time and nothing is still happening. Um, have you ever had that happen? Um, and maybe ha the next recommendation was to get blood work done and to see 
where their thyroid is, where their estrogen is, stuff like that. Yeah, no, I, I, I have to, uh, um, I have uh, women that I work with on a regular basis that are in that situation. We got to understand what our, go what our goals are. We, we, we really got to understand uh, what our goals are and are they appropriate for the age that we're at. Um, you know, I, I, I work with uh, or have worked with women who, you know, are, uh, you know, in their 60s and they want to get back to X number of pounds that they haven't been, you know, in 25 years. And it was like when they were, you know, whatever. And, 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 and so I try to unpack that part of the conversation to ask the question, is this really the appropriate strategy for where you are in your 60s right now? Is it realistic for you to get back to a weight that you were at when you were in college, considering that you've had three kids, 40 years has gone by, like your body is completely different than when you were at that time. Like, are these realistic goals or is this just something that in your mind is some sort of uh, number, magic number that you would just feel good about yourself? Like, let's really, let's really unpack that and see what that's about. Um, most of the time I find that women, um, who are experiencing that are focusing on the wrong goals. They're kind of running, they're kind of running west looking for a sunrise and, and they have the wrong strategy, right? So we gotta, we gotta understand that. When we get into our later years, really the goal is to raise the quality of our life. Um, the aspect of body image needs to kind of take a back seat. And we really gotta understand that with the years that we have left, how do we want to live? Do we want to live a life that's of high quality with lots of energy, being mobile, right? Being able to move and not have any limitations in our, in our movements um, to do things like travel. That's like one of the biggest things that people in this age group really enjoy to do, enjoy doing. Yet when they go out there, when they go on a walking tour, Great Wall of China, they go to Greece, whatever, if they haven't been training, they're done. There's no way they're going to be able to do a walking tour. As a, just as a simple example, um, you know, for five, six hours walking around Europe if you haven't been training. So, like, we got to make sure that we're understanding what our goals are and are they appropriate for uh, where we're at. Yeah. Yeah, no, I didn't think about that, but that's 100%. You're taking somebody that um, has all these aspirations, but maybe they don't understand their goal. <laughs> um, and so it's all about kind of uh, what I was going to say earlier is this perspective, right? It's all about like, you know, the expectations of where you're putting yourself. And if, if you fall short, that what it does to your confidence is just detrimental to the whole entire process. So um, really maybe taking, you know, sitting down, asking yourself, why do I want to reach losing 30 pounds, 50 pounds? Is it the 50 pounds or is it what you're saying exactly? Do I just want to feel better? Do I want to, you know, lose some weight to look a little, you know, physical appearance to boost some self-confidence? But I mean, for people listening right now, I think that really asking yourself what your goals are 100% is probably the most important thing. Yeah, yeah, and to, and to add to that, am I using the right strategy? Like, do I have the right strategy to reach the goal that I want? Um, uh, that, that's equally as important. Um, and it's, and it's, um, it's a challenge because when you're, you're dealing with uh, somebody who's had a certain mindset for 
50, 60 years, it, it's again, it's the wiring. It's so ingrained and it's hard to just undo. And it really is a, a process to start to look at and see, is, my, is the quality of my life better? Do I have more energy? Do I feel better? Do I look better? You know, maybe I'm not hitting that magic number, X number of pounds, um, but am I still gaining a lot of benefits from training and, and making good nutritional choices? Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I agree hundred um, percent. And all of this has been great information. I think um, I've actually learned some stuff too, to help incorporate with, you know, older demographics of people just getting into it. Um, I guess kind of wrapping this up, Ron, what are three things if, you know, any older female or male, you know, uh, older person, maybe 30s or older, um, wanting to get back into fitness and feeling good or and or looking better. Um, what are three things that you would tell them right now to help get them started? Wow, three three things, three things to get them started. Um, I would say get with get with a get with a coach. Just get, get with a coach. It's just, it's going to make your life easier. It's going to actually jumpstart your motivation. Um, I understand when you venture out into the unknown like that, there's a level of fear and uncertainty that comes up, but um, you're going to save yourself a lot of time, right? We talk about taking time out of the equation. You're going to save yourself a lot of time if you get with a coach or a personal trainer. So shop around. Again, we talked about uh, compatibility and personality being important and um, find somebody in your area or you can reach out to me right and we can talk about your situation um, and 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 find out and find out what it is that you need to do uh, to get a plan going so that would be number one to get with get with a coach number two do something take action um, start looking start examining your your the foods that you're eating Okay, start examining that, looking at that, right? Because in, inherently, we know the things we should be eating. It's the doing that's the, the tough part. Right? So start examining what you're doing, you know, the, and, and take a look. And I'm not saying scrutinize it all the way down, but make, make one or two changes this week to get you going. Whether it's, hey, I, instead of drinking three glasses of wine four nights a week, I'm going to drink two glasses of wine three nights a week and I'm going to just kind of leave it to the weekend. Like that change right there will give you some momentum because you feel like you're participating in your process. So find those small changes that you can, you can do this week. It doesn't have to be drastic. Um, and then also start moving, whether it's doing workouts, like we talked about, you can find some great workouts online, or if you're working with a coach, they can get you going um, or doing something as simple as going for a walk being outdoors, just being more active, just do something. That's really the hardest part is just get, getting getting the shoes on, getting the gear on and getting out and doing something. Um, and then the third, the third uh, thing that I would say is, um, and it's kind of twofold. Number one, try to go to bed a half hour early. Do that, okay? So that's gonna affect your, that's gonna increase your energy level for the next day. Most people shortcut on sleep hands down I've done it everybody does it we feel like if there's gonna be a place where we can gain time it's by shortcutting our sleep but really it, it can be the root cause of a lot of the issues that we deal with in the weight loss realm um, so start going to bed earlier um, whether it's half hour or an hour 
and start focusing on hydration, start drinking more water. That's also gonna help you to start feel, feeling better, flush out toxins, gonna, gonna help you burn more calories, um, just all sorts of benefits. So I know that third one was sort of twofold, oh, but yeah. uh, hey, instead of three, you got four there. Hell yeah, <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> no, those are all great, great tips. So, um, if you guys really enjoyed all the information that Ron has given today, I know I have. So what I'm going to do is put his contact info in the description box. I'm going to put his uh, Facebook page. And are you on Instagram, Ron? I am on Instagram. Perfect. You can search us on Instagram, Jack's VIP Transformations. Perfect. So I'm going to put all that information um, in the description box. Uh, if you have any questions for him, feel free to reach out. If you have any questions for me, I'm going to put my stuff in there too. But um, if you guys did enjoy this, please, please, please give us a thumbs up. Um, subscribe to the channel because there's going to be a lot more content, a lot more people coming on the show and, and showing you guys how to lose weight how to become a better athlete, all that kind of stuff. So um, subscribe. And also, if you have any suggestions for content, please comment in the, in the underneath here or just send me a DM with your question, and I'll make sure to bring it up. So other than that, Ron, thank you so much, my man, for being on the podcast today. I really do appreciate it. Awesome. Uh, thanks, Austin, for having me on. Appreciate everybody checking out um, Austin's podcast. Really great work that you're doing. I'm, I'm glad to be on. Hey, thank you. Well, other than that, guys, um, thanks for watching, and we'll talk to you next time. See you. Bye.